I'm Tina Perez. I am the director of the Bachelor of Science at FIDM. What I love about beauty is that it's an emotion-based industry. It's all about storytelling and connection and about making people feel things. From New York City, you're listening to Beauty Is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the beauty industry. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Beauty Is Your Business. I'm Denise Dente, your co-host for today's show, and I'm here with my business partner and colleague, Jessica Quick. Hi, Jessica. Hey, Denise. And we're also here with our special guest, Tina Perez. Welcome, Tina. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, we are so excited to have you on the show today. And really, when we think about FITM and everything that you do, we're so excited to dig in and talk to you a little bit about the competitive advantage that your graduates bring to those people that get placed in beautiful brands around the world, and we're excited to learn about the curriculum that you put forth. But before we talk about that, we'd like to get started a little bit with your role and your background. So Tina, welcome to the show, and we'd love to know more about you. Well, who doesn't love but to talk about themselves? So I'm happy to go there. I have been the director here at FITM of the program for about eight or nine years. I actually am from the beauty industry originally. I used to be the senior vice president of global marketing for Marquins on Wet n Wild. And then I went back to get my master's degree, uh, what I call my midlife master's in 2010. And I got that in persuasion and social change. And it was all about trying to connect with people and understand the changes that the industry was going through in terms of social media and internet. That is when I got an opportunity to teach. That's when I found FITM. And I started teaching here and I fell in love with it. And then when the director here who hired me to teach left, I was given the opportunity of this position. And what I do is I oversee basically all of the curriculum. I work with the industry to make sure that we are on the cutting edge of the curriculum. I work with students who are making inquiries, who are in the program. I hire instructors. I network in the industry to give us the guest speakers and to bring in different opportunities for projects and get students internships and jobs. That's wonderful. Well, we've got some questions around the curriculum and how your curriculum is laid out and how it works, because I think that you offer that real advantage of graduating students that are ready to enter the workforce, whether it's in beauty and fashion, and that really does stem from the curriculum. So we'd love to know more about that. So the curriculum, um, the program's been around since 1990. It's been around quite a while. And it started when the indie beauty brands moved to California. And when we realized there was these all these amazing opportunities for people to work with these exciting new brands. But we also realized that it's a very different industry and a highly competitive industry. And just because you majored in marketing or just because you majored in, you know, advertising or operations, it doesn't mean you knew beauty. And also you didn't know product development and there's very few programs that explain product development, especially from the perspective of beauty. So we saw an opportunity where people didn't have a skill set in a place that people really wanted to stand out. And so the curriculum was created to be a marketing and product development program, a business program, but focused solely on the beauty industry. 
So then when students are coming into your Los Angeles campus, are they from the get-go deciding what path they want to be on? Or do you have sort of a general education you get going and then you decide your path? Like you definitely want to be in graphic design or fashion or product development. So we get a lot of students coming into the school as a whole because we have over 25 majors. So they come in looking for different majors and different programs. But the students that come in that want to be part of the Bachelor of Science and Beauty Business Management, they pretty much know they love beauty right up front, right? They pretty much know this is what they have a passion for. They may not have a full understanding of how to be in this industry, but they know they want to be in this industry. And the thing about our program is we cover it from all avenues. So we cover the beauty industry as a whole. And whether you want to do it from a perspective of marketing or product development or operations or e-commerce or sales or public relations or any of that side, we'll teach you that aspect. And you kind of figure out, a student can figure out the channel that they want while they're here, but it's still all catered to beauty. The thing about the beauty industry is you come into it knowing it's very industry specific, where some of our other programs are industry agnostic, where they could do digital marketing and go into any industry. They could do merchandise marketing and go into any industry. This one is specific to the beauty industry. So the students coming in know they want to be in the beauty industry. They're just trying to figure out what part of the industry they want to be in. Is it sales? Is it product development? Is it marketing? Is it e-commerce? And how do you go about counseling them to figure out where their skill set actually lies and what really does interest them? Because oftentimes in the beauty industry, they come in and they like all of it. So how do you go about counseling them? It kind of just through the curriculum, right? So we make sure we expose them to all the different sides of the industry. I would say 80% come in and go, I want to do color and I want to do product development or, you know, I want to do color and I want to do, I want to launch my own brand. And that's great, except they have no idea what that entails. So then they get into the program and we have a fundamentals of cosmetics class, a fundamentals of fragrance class, a fundamentals of spa and wellness class to teach them different sides of the industry. Then they get into a product development class, a packaging class. They'll get into branding and marketing class. They'll get into an operations class. They get into different classes that now show them the different sides of the industry. And what I love is some people are very set and they're actually correct. And that's actually the path they follow. The majority, they sit in the fragrance class and all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, I never knew this is what was fragrance was about. I want to do this. Or they sit there and say, operations sounded so boring, but it's actually so important. I want to do that. So they change their minds. And sometimes what they want to do, they find out that's not actually their talent. And so a Short answer to my long answer is basically they figure it out by attending into the classes and discovering all the different facets of this industry because there are so many. And the best way they can learn is to experience it from the people who are doing it. That's a really interesting point, too, because I do what I found about FITM that was so great is the fact that the professors really come from the industry, just like you were saying, you yourself were part of it. And then you came in, most of the faculty and so on have experience in the industry. Therefore, when you're sitting there, it's not just the theory base of it. It's not just the fundamentals. It's the fundamentals and also how it applies. And all of these faculty members have actual real life experience. So as a student in the class, I think that is such a valuable piece 
And I think the part you mentioned too about you really don't know. And I think that's the beauty of education. It's also why we choose to go into a program in which there are multiple options because you can sit there and think, I'm an operations person. I like supply chain. I think this is fascinating. But then all of a sudden, product development blows your mind. And you're like, nope, I'm going to change courses. So I love the fact that you expose everybody to all the different facets. And then they come through and decide ultimately, but really that you have that real world experience standing in front of you. So I think that to me is such a crucial part of this type of education in this industry specifically. Yes, dead on. You know, that is, I think the biggest difference, I think, in terms of the education we're giving is it is all very hands-on, right? In the sense that we don't do theoretical or we do practical. And this, so you, the person who's teaching you the course is the one who's doing it for a living and has been doing it for a living. So I, as you mentioned, absolutely. We hire from the industry to educate to the students. And when I get a new instructor, you know, they're often like, I know the industry. Now, how do I teach? I said, you teach just like you do an employee, right? You treat them like they work for you and you teach them to know how to do what you would want them to do if they worked for you. And that actually shows up so clearly and so apparently when our students get into an internship or they get into a job is how much they know not just about marketing, but marketing beauty, or not just about product development. Who else teaches that? Nobody, <laughs> you know, but to understand like what goes into teaching a product on a practical level, not a theoretical level. And how do they handle things like the case studies? Because I know that in each of the courses, case studies and reading real life material that's happening in real time is important part of the curriculum. How does that start to manifest and show up in the course? There are going to be some traditional case studies that we can find from like a Harvard Business Review, because certainly, uh, again, it's such an interesting industry that many companies like HBR will go after beauty brands as case studies. However, the majority of our case studies are sort of actual occurrences that the instructors have gone through, actual situations that they're creating to replicate a situation that has happened in their job or in their career. We also bring in the brands themselves and so like right now in the senior year of the program, the students work for six months with brands in New York where the brands issue them an actual live project that they need done. And then they guide them through it every month and to see it. And then they get graded and feedback by the brand, not by me, <laughs> you know, so Again, it's that. How do you learn? You learn by doing. Obviously, we teach the side of it in terms of we don't just throw you in. I mean, we prepare the students so that they can do it. But how you learn, sometimes you learn by making mistakes as much as you learn by, you know, being there and having a mentor. So how long does it take to go through the program and step me through, you know, what is year one or year two look like and how do they progress? Do most people just go straight through? Do they take any time in between to digest and, you know, put some practical knowledge and work behind it? Kind of take me through that part. Yeah. So the program originally, um, as I mentioned back in 1990, started as an AA only. And that is an 18 month program if you go straight through. But we realized how important it was for the students to have a bachelor's degree. If you get on LinkedIn and you search jobs, every single job will say bachelor's required, bachelor's required. So we wanted to make sure they had that. And there's a whole bunch more to learn that, than you can do in 18 months. So we added the bachelor's program. If a student went straight through, they can get their bachelor's degree in 36 months, in three years. 
However, we do recommend a break between the AA and the bachelor's just to get the work experience and not to get the burnout. But we really want a student to get actual practical experience in between the AA and the bachelor's so now they can really apply what they're learning in those last two years and understand why they're learning it. So how do students now, are you able to attend in-person and online? Is it solely an in-person situation or solely online situation today? I know obviously everything keeps changing. Oh, everything does keep changing, right? Originally, the program was all in-person. That shifted two years ago. So now we're still dealing, especially with the new outbreak at the beginning of the year, we offer on-campus and online options of the classes. So they're able to do it both ways. But what we really want to do is we're definitely going to be bringing the AA back on campus only because it is from those instructors and it's from those interactions that you really get your foundation in those first 18 months. The last two, the bachelor's program, that is going to stay as an online and on-campus option. So you'll be able to pick either or. But there's so much to be said for having the grounded experience of creating the connection with the instructor in the beginning part of the program, of creating a relationship with your fellow students in the beginning part of the program. I mean, these students are going to know each other for the rest of their lives because this industry, as big as it is, is very small. And you will always run into people. And this is where we want them to create the connection. But we also want them to learn how to do it remotely because I don't think this industry is going to walk away from that. You know, we're, it's going to be this hybrid. So we have to be a hybrid as well. I imagine as well, as you have different areas of the country and even international, right, that start to grow with beauty. We know there's hubs. You mentioned California and Indy. Southern California is big. We know San Francisco, New York, of course, there's parts within Chicago and the Midwest. So I imagine even they come, they do their AA, and then they get an internship and they love it and they are able to stay, finish their BA online and continue to do the different parts of it in whatever part of the world they may end up in which I think is even more versatile. It gives them so many more options to really be part of this industry. It does. And we have a big international contingent. There's a major interest in international brands wanting to figure out how to come to the U.S. and then the U.S. wanting to figure out how to go internationally. So we cannot have that as part of the program. It is just too integral. And we've now just, FITM has started uh, potentially looking at international internships as well. So the students might have opportunities to go overseas and do an internship for a while. So we're working on that. I mean, the one thing about this program is it constantly has to pivot. And I think it's one of the reasons why it doesn't sit in a very large university that has all these strict rules and regulations about pivoting curriculum, right? We will change a curriculum as quickly as the industry changes or to try to get in front of it. You know, the idea is not to have our students chasing, but to be the leaders and have them change this industry from the inside out. I have to imagine that you get such a great, well, I know you do because your reputation precedes you and it is, it has a very strong reputation. And I feel like that is part of it. It's the fact that you can pivot like this and that you can continue to adjust. I can imagine the quality of students that you must get because when you put these things on the table and say, this is what's available to you by attending this program. I mean, that speaks volumes. I love the international internship. I would have died, you know, reversing back to be able to say, cool, I'll go to Germany for an internship. I love it. And from a competitive advantage standpoint, you know, your graduates have a huge leg up because not only do they understand the business side of it and some of the fundamentals, they also understand the fine nuances as it relates to the industry and they're learning from those instructors that are in it. 
So from a competitive advantage standpoint, how do you go about helping place your students and get them involved at an industry level once they've graduated or in that in-between period of time? Again, I think it's the advantage of being a much smaller school or like a much smaller program, right? If this program had a thousand students in it, it would be much harder to place a thousand students. You know, we have, you know, a hundred something students in it. And so we have an extremely high placement rate because we just network constantly through the industry. I'm on LinkedIn all the time. I'm trying to, the instructors are, I'm connecting to them through LinkedIn. I'm getting our alumni. I always tell anybody, if you want to know how strong FITM is, as you said, Jessica, in the industry, go into LinkedIn and type in FIDM and beauty and find out where all of the alum are working because they are out there. And because it was such a beneficial experience for them, and they're so passionate about this industry, they then take new students under their wing. And we work that program extremely hard in terms of a mentorship and an alumni program. We also have our career center, which we have our career coaches and every single student has direct access to them. And that's, you know, always, again, helping you with resumes, interviewing, building our connections in the industry and keeping those opportunities open. We have a ton of open doors here at FITM in the sense of a student. We try to provide as many opportunities as we can, but the student's got to walk through that door. I'm not going to reach out and drag them in and say, hey, let me help you. And, you know, going back to Jessica's point earlier, these are such passionate group of students like anybody who can convince their parents to let them major in beauty business and product development, you know, is like committed. And so they're pushing hard. And I would love to say it was all our curriculum and it was all our program that made them shine, but they come in here shining. We just polish it. I am a huge fan of obviously reading about, you know, whatever I can find researching a bit, but it was interesting when I was looking at just some of the things that students say about FITM, what I loved was you have to do the work. You have to go out and you have to take advantage of the resources. They're there. And I find that so important because if we can teach people early on, you have to be resourceful because in beauty, and I imagine most industries, you really want to succeed. You are going to have to be resourceful. You are going to have to figure out how to jump to that next level of your career, how to impress your boss and their boss. And if from the beginning, the fact that you already start to instill that, like, it's here. It's amazing. But you have to do the work to get the most out of it. I think that is a crucial life skill in general. And I love you don't just hold their hands all the way through it. Because I think sometimes it's the easy thing to do. Say, okay, you're here. Now take class two. Now take class three. That's not the way the real world works. So the fact that they come in, they get exposed to all of it, but you better learn how to work it. And if you do it, you're going to grow leaps and bounds and be available to take a ton of opportunities. As somebody that hires, we look to those types of graduates and we go, great, you come from FITM. I know there's going to be a base level of knowledge specifically about this industry, which makes that hiring that much better. I have a personal philosophy, which I think sometimes students regret, but I have a personal theory that most people operate at 85%, right? I think it's just really hard to always operate at 100. That's a, that takes a ton of energy. So most people operate at 85 so what I want the students to do is learn how to operate at 110 every single day so that 100 feels easy. 
right? So it's going they're going to do long distance training in order to be able to do the everyday, you know, miles. And so we push, we push hard. There's nothing easy about this program. It's hard work, but it's not hard work you can't do. It's not like hard work you have to figure out how to be a physicist or brain surgeon. It's hard work in the sense of pushing yourself to be the best you can do and put all the work into it that it takes. And it's a creative industry. And creativity doesn't happen on demand. And so you have to start to create the discipline of working far enough out that you have time to perfect things. You have time to fix things. You have to be self-motivated, as you said. And those students that come to you, I have to imagine what we've seen is so many people having second careers coming into beauty. Some know right when they're young that this is the direction they want to go in and others come in a little bit later in life. So what does the student body look like? What do these Hunter students that you put through look like? And what are their backgrounds and experiences? It's, we get a diversity because just like you said, Denise, there are a lot of people who think they've made a path and a decision. And then later, like, oh, I want to get back into beauty. And how do you do that? So, you know, you have students who get a biology degree or they get a, you know, history degree or an English degree or even a marketing degree, but they can't find their way into beauty. And so we actually have a one-year professional designation program where they can come here and for nine months, they take the core classes that'll teach them about the industry specifically. So from that group of students, we have students that already have degrees, you know, so they may be 22, 23. I have students who actually got their AA 10 years ago, 15 years ago, who now want to come back and get their bachelor's. So we have an older, more mature, experienced group of students. And then, of course, we have the ones that are right out of high school at 18 years old. And then we have ones that are coming out of community college. So they've gone and gotten all of their general studies done. And so now they're 20, 21 and coming in. And we have a very diverse ethnic base and a very diverse age base and an international base. And that's, of course, that's what the industry is all about. So it makes it even more meaningful. But they all have that one shared passion. And that's what makes the difference. Are you seeing a little bit more of this? Like you had said, you came back for your midlife masters, which I think I might steal that term. (laughs) Such a good one, right? Because we all do that. We kind of wake up and go, gosh, I really am now passionate about this and we can pursue it. In the last couple of years, a lot of us have had more time to really decide that we're ready for a new challenge. Are you seeing a bigger intake in that, I'm going to call it midlife masters group? Is there more of that coming in these days? You know, there's a spattering of it more so these days. I would definitely finding more students who are working and want to figure out if they can do this program. And you know, that's where the interest on the online or remote option comes in. And at the BS level, that's where that helps to make that happen. You know, so that it's kind of a good thing that we're able to do the remote to the older student to the higher level degree. You definitely have people who, when they come back, the conversation is, I've always wanted to do this. I knew forever I wanted to do beauty, but I just didn't think I could. I just, you know, my family didn't think it was a realistic path for me. Any number of reasons. It wasn't that they'd never thought about beauty before. They'd always thought about it. They just didn't think they could actually do it. Or they thought cosmetology was the only degree they could get if they were going to be in the beauty industry. People don't realize what goes into creating all these products. You know, I say walk into an Ulta and look at the 50,000 items and where'd they come from? How'd they get there? That's what our program teaches. And a lot of people don't think about that side of the industry. And then when they get it, when they either see an influencer who graduated from the schools talking about it, or they somehow they hear about it and then they dig in and then they're like, OMG, there is so much I can do here. 
I've got to go back and follow that dream. Those are the fun ones. Yeah. I love that you also do, you have a series on Instagram where you have your alumni come back and they go live on Instagram. And I, I always find that really interesting because you wouldn't even know. I was like, I didn't realize they came from FITM and then you hear their story and they're taking, they're chatting through it. It's I think a really powerful piece because you realize how many actually in our industry and beauty come from this and have been trained and educated through it. And the fact that like we started the conversation about it's so multifaceted that it's great. It's how the products are on the shelf. Also, how the heck are they getting off the shelf? You know, what's the marketing that it takes? What's the sales training that it takes? Understanding margins and profits and financial impact. That whole thing is, it's so important that they understand it. And the fact that there's a business side of this education, not just cosmetology, like you said, because that's such a common misconception. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, when someone says, oh, I major in beauty, you know, and they're like, oh, so, so you, do you work at a spa? You know, do do you do makeup? And I'm like, nope. (laughs) You know, the students are always like, no one gets it. But I'm like, good. You know, that's actually a good thing that no one gets it because it means that there's not a ton of people trying to get the job you want. And there's not a lot of people who can do what you can do and it sets them apart and when they start having these conversations with people about what they're learning you just watch like everybody else oh wow that's oh I didn't know wow you can do all that you can learn all that and you know it's also a I mean I'm sure you guys know a highly lucrative industry to work in you know the the pay in this industry you may start low for year one but year three year five you are really starting to show a very good income if you show that special talent and if it shines. And I love this industry, you know, not for what I just said at the beginning, but also just because of the kind of people that are in it. And it is, much as you would think industries are, nobody wants to help anybody, or maybe there's some, you know, hesitation to not support people. This industry supports everybody. Like I know brand owners and founders who are helping other brand owners and founders who are in the competitive set, but they're helping them because it only makes everybody better. It's a personal goal. If I can get the students to come out of this school with that kind of belief and philosophy and commitment, then we can change this industry from the inside. You know, as I've said before, from the inside out, right? I want the students coming out of here to lead. And that's actually why I switched over to education. I couldn't change a lot about the industry from working in it, but I sure can change a lot about the industry by cultivating those who are going to lead it. I love that you have this inner drive for something bigger because that is, I think, a lot of the reason most of us come into beauty too is for that we have some reason. Maybe it's because we were looking to solve a problem or maybe it's because we see that more women work in this industry. We want to work with more women, whatever your ethos is. But the fact that you came here because you see this opportunity to make an impact in this industry from the inside and making sure the people coming in are trained and understand it. And then the people hiring them know they're getting good quality candidates. They're getting people that we don't have to spend 12 months onboarding. We really only maybe have to spend six months or even less if they're fantastic. And the fact that those are just people going into companies, all the people that are also walking away saying, I have a foundation now to be a true entrepreneur in beauty. I can start my own brand finally. I have all the bits and pieces I need to go out and take that risk. And ultimately, hopefully be super successful, even more so than being in the company environment. So I love that you give them the foundation to do those things. Thank you. You know, that's the goal. And so far, we seem to be doing pretty well at it. And I'm not going to take sole credit. I don't do this without the faculty members who teach here. You know, the people who are working full time and yet still take that opportunity to come and teach, to give back. 
I think that's also what makes our faculty amazing is, you know, they're not teaching here just to make a dollar. They're teaching here because they also want to make a difference and to give back and to cultivate. And you get in front of those students and it's the most inspiring thing ever. I mean, they are hungry and, you know, they are curious and they are excited and they keep you on your toes because they know way more about what new brand was just introduced than we do, you know? So it's a two-way street in terms of that. And I do really think these students are unique in their abilities and it just continues to show by the way they represent out there in the industry. Having both the instructor and the student exchange information is so valuable because each of us come from a different point of view. You have to figure the instructors have the history and the knowledge of achieving certain things within their organizations or the titles that they've held. And then the students coming in from a different point of view, coming in with a new fresh set of eyes and asking questions. It's very stimulating all the way around. I have to think that brands that are out there, you mentioned indie brands, brands that are trying to scale, legacy brands, are all interested in bringing in the very top talent they possibly can. And we know in today's tight employment environment, it is challenging to find and hire people. So curious, how would a brand go about reaching out to you, reaching out to your students about either internships or positions? We always are trying to connect with brands in any way possible. We're very excited, obviously, to have the students be able to get internship opportunities and to be able to get job opportunities. But we're also super excited to be able to be a brain trust for the brands themselves. And whether it is to have a project done in class or whether it's to have the brand in as a guest speaker or whether it is to have the students volunteer with them. So how do they do it? They can reach out to me, tperez at fidm.edu. They can also reach out to the FIDM Career Center. If you just go into fidm.edu and you put in Career Center, they can get direct contact there. We have a big alumni network. So even if they're looking for somebody with more experience, we can post on our job board to get that out there. So that's really, you know, 50% of my job is the industry side facing of it. So I'd love to talk to anybody and figure out how we as a school can help the brands as well as continue to help the students. So the more exposure they get and the more opportunities my students can have, the better for everybody, I think. We've absolutely loved having you on the show today. It's been fascinating to hear a different part of beauty. So we're thrilled to be able to spotlight and showcase FITM today. And thank you so much, Tina, for joining the show, sharing your passion and knowledge. It's got me wanting to go back to school again. <laughs> thank you. I really appreciated it. This is something, as you mentioned, it's my passion. So I'm just glad to be able to share the story and see if we can continue to make connections. Thank you, Tina. Thank you. This has been Beauty Is Your Business. Produced by Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2021. Keep in touch on Instagram and Facebook at Mouth Media Network. And find prior episodes at beautyisyourbusiness.com and wherever the best podcasts are found. Your brand message can be on this show. Email us to find out more at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Thank you for listening. 